0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager. Go, man! I'll do
1: You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. Well, mercifully, the 2020 season has come to an end here. A couple days into 2021, the 49ers lose to the Seahawks 26-23, to 23, and we can't say that we didn't see any of what happens in Week 17 coming. I mean, I think I predicted 27-24, to 24, so 26-23, same margin. When I made my prediction, guys, I thought that the 49ers would come out Uh, you know, with a really spirited defensive performance, but they wouldn't have quite enough offensive firepower to beat a Seattle team still playing at starters because that number one seed was at play. Seahawks did not get the number one seed because the other games didn't go in their favor. So that was all moot point, but they still played hard through the finish and uh, it ended up being the case. The Seahawks had too much firepower for the 49ers. A little backdoor touchdown for the 49ers allowed them to cover the spread and they lose by three points. You know, As far as the win or the loss is concerned, it doesn't really matter. I think we should probably focus on um, evaluating individual players heading into this offseason. But uh, I think, Matt, the fact that the 49ers did indeed play hard to make this that three-point game, I mean, if there's anything to salvage out of this mess of a season, they're now heading back to the Bay Area from Arizona. I know it was a you know complete catastrophe <laughs> from, from several levels, but if, if there's any silver lining, it is that they – Fought this one out till the very end, and uh, that's something they're going to hope to carry forward at least culture-wise into this off season.
2: Yeah, and um, if anybody comes out of this loss looking good, again, it's it's Robert Sala. I mean, yes, there were three fourth quarter touchdowns by uh, the Seahawks and Russell Wilson looked exactly like Russell Wilson and sort of scrambling and weaving his way through the defensive line but that was a a patchwork defense even more so than the the patchwork defenses that they've been putting up uh, this season. Josiah Coatney played I don't know uh, a dozen snaps in this game and uh, I don't think that very many 49ers fans know who he is. And that's my point, is that they had to rely on undrafted rookies, guys who hadn't played at all in the NFL in this game. And, and yet, what was it? The Seahawks had 280 Total yards, they were 4 of 12 on third downs. DK Metcalf, a guy who's just bludgeoned this team. Dennis, the last time they met, had uh, three catches on nine targets for 21 yards. So, in a lot of ways, and, and Kyle Shanahan said this afterwards, the 49ers do have reason to hold their heads up high. They did not tank, they did not go out on a terrible, sour note, maybe like the Eagles just did. Sunday night, they played hard. You know, they were were in it in the fourth quarter. And basically, that's all you can ask of a team that's just been hit as hard as the 49ers have this season.
3: You know, you you go into this game and, and Russell Wilson basically had to play one quarter which was the fourth quarter in this football game and it was enough to beat the 49ers even though the 49ers on offense and defense kind of dominate the game the second and the third quarters but again when you have a quarterback and you have a good quarterback a franchise quarterback the one thing that he brings to the table is his playmaking ability and that's what russell wilson does he extends plays with his legs he's always looking downfield and he's got this synergy with his receivers that is just unbelievable Watching him and, and, and Tyler Lockett play, it, it, it's like they're playing in the backyard. Like they've been, they grew up together or something. And, and Metcalf, again, a big game. So if you have a quarterback that can make plays and, and, and you can do just enough, you can win a lot of football games. And I think that's why the Seattle Seahawks have been so competitive for the last 10 years, at least, is because they have that quarterback in place. Uh, and he can make plays when it's time to make plays. And that's what he did. He made plays in the fourth quarter when he needed to. I don't think that the fumble was... CJ's fault. It was just a great pass rush. Both ends, great pass rushes, and and, and you get the ball out. But again, the turnover game.
1: Yeah, uh, up until the point that they turned it over, they had a legitimate shot to win the game, despite the fact that Beathard went through uh, the horrific start to the game. He wasn't really efficient. And you got some efficiency out of Beathard in the middle of that game. I think Seattle actually only had three total yards in the entire third quarter, so the 49ers grabbed control, but they just couldn't close. And I pulled up my article from Week two of 2017. That was Kyle Shanahan's second game as the 49ers coach. And the headline was 49ers defense uh, hits hard and plays well, but Russell Wilson wins it at the end. And the 49ers lost that game by three points. It felt a lot like 2017 and a lot of games in 2018 for the 49ers when they didn't have their quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo in place because the defense, I think, throughout the entirety of Robert Sala's tenure has been fundamentally sound it didn't turn into a great defense until it had its great edge rushers it didn't have its great edge rushers for almost all of this season so russell wilson escaped he was able to perform his houdini acts in the fourth quarter and guess what the 49ers didn't have the offensive power power to counter it now last week 17 of the season prior right? The 49ers were also weakened defensively. So Russell Wilson was also you know, able to pull out some magic toward the end of the game. But the difference there was the 49ers had a quarterback in place, who played a great game, who did what Dennis said he had to do. He answered every call in the second half, completed the passes he needed to, and that kept the 49ers defense just fresh enough to make a stop at the one inch line. That's where Dre Greenlaw got Jacob Hollister. So you could see how everything is connected. Complementary football. You need to have the quarterback making the throws like Seattle did. And then you need the defense to, to close and make the plays like the 49ers did back when they had edge rushers. And they hope to have all of that, Matt, next year, right? I guess that's the segue into this offseason they hope to have the edges back to get that defense back into tip-top shape in 2021 and regardless of what happens at the quarterback situation it all just makes my head hurt because i feel that people just aggregate whatever shanahan said over and over and over again so this is why i just can't wait for the actual part of the offseason where they resolve this comes but you know regardless of all the talk the 49ers hope to have those key positions figured out after this 2021 offseason
2: yeah you mentioned closers and that was a theme of shanahan's Going into 2019, the 49ers needed to close some of those close losses that they had in 2018. And, and of course, the 49ers' two biggest closers on defense, D. Ford and Nick Bosa, were gone for virtually the the entire year. So, to me, that, that becomes, I mean, everyone, obviously, Garoppolo is storyline 1A. But what happens to these other two guys? And, and they're both a bit of question marks. Bosa coming off the ACL. Ford coming off a back injury and does he stay with the 49ers can the 49ers cut him is he healthy enough to cut those are all questions and hopefully we'll get some answers from Kyle Shanahan and Sean Lynch this week but the bottom line is that they need their closers back and if Ford is gone we're going to talk about this ad nauseum I'm sure uh, before the draft but I really think that another edge rusher has got to be at the top of this team's list I mean look at that go-ahead touchdown by the Seahawks, you know, like last year's finale, the 49ers had a chance at the end of the game to stop the Seahawks at the goal line. Russell Wilson elongated the play and drew out the play, and it, I don't know how many seconds that play was, but it was enough for Lockett to come open in the back of the end zone and, and catch the uh, what turned out to be the game winner. You know, if there's more pressure, they'll make a stop at some point in that series and hopefully not get to that point. So to me that's interesting. The 49ers have the 12th pick in the draft. I think there will be at least one pass rusher that they like, maybe this kid out of Georgia, Aziz Ojalari. That would give the 49ers two Azizes on the roster, which would be probably a first time in the NFL. But to me that was something that was lacking from week two onward, then I think it's something that the 49ers are going to try to fix in the offseason. I would
3: hate to be Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. I mean, this off season, they're going to have to make some difficult business decisions for this football team moving forward. And, you know, the quarterbacks won and these two games, guys, has C.J. Beathard kind of earned the right to be in this quarterback room? come next season next offseason maybe yeah and
2: they have four quarterbacks in the offseason so what does it hurt to have him being one of the four i would say that would be my answer as long as you are doing some other things to upgrade it yeah, yeah.
3: it doesn't matter it doesn't mean anything but i i just wonder you know if cj bethard was able to get into some of these these games that kyle shanahan kind of stuck with nick mullen there might have been an opportunity to pull out some of these football games because You know, I don't know much about the quarterback position, but he seems like definitely he has a stronger arm. Uh, I know things, you know, maybe don't develop fast enough in his mind as far as defense and coverages, but he's he's at least able – to make some of the throws down the football field. And, you know, I know his foot, footwork still needs some help. I just wonder, is he a guy that you can continue to develop? I know Kyle Shanahan likes him. You know, they traded up to get him. Hopefully someone will scoop him up or you can kind of use him to to maybe leverage a little more money. But I just wonder if he's a guy that Kyle Shanahan has still got confidence in and he still kind of wants to... To see if he can develop into a a strong backup quarterback but as far as edge rushers yeah offensive tackles trent williams getting him re-signed looking at some type of guard on that offensive line but edge rushers we don't know what nick bosa is gonna be like we've kind of all kind of decided if he comes back he's going to change his whole defense, but he's coming off his knee injury. Is he going to be the same player? And if he is, yes, you need another book in edge rusher that's going to take some pressure off of him, take some pressure off of Eric Armstead, and get this pass rush back to where it was when they were competing for championships. So there's so many things on this team, you know, secondary, cornerbacks. I think Akello had another good game. Is he someone you want to bring back, or is he someone that goes with Salah wherever he goes? So there's going to be a lot of tough decisions to be making the offseason. I think it's going to be an exciting offseason you know once it starts kind of you know all the playoffs are done after the super bowl i think it's going to be really interesting what happens and decisions that john lynch makes
0: looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right
1: I thought that uh, the 49ers could be pretty happy that they got good games from from three guys that they either already have under contract for a bargain in 2021, or they could probably bring back at decent prices in 2021. These are the three guys I wrote about. It was Aziz Alshair, the the linebacker, who's the only one out of these three who's actually under contract for next season. But that was the best and most productive game of his career, filling in at the weak side linebacker spot for Dre Greenlaw. He had nine tackles. He broke up a pass. He was great in coverage. He was actually really good in coverage all season long. Even had a tackle for loss that corralled Russell Wilson once just a yard past the line of scrimmage. So Aziz Shire was really good. I thought that Jeff Wilson, again, played another good game. He ended up leading the 49ers with 600 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns this season. He's going to be a restricted free agent. So I think that he's a guy that the 49ers are definitely really interested in bringing back because of his punishing running style and the fact that he's been reliable over the past three seasons. And then Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne's going to be an unrestricted free agent. We talk so much about injuries and how they derailed this 49ers season. Well, the most reliable player for the 49ers as far as health over the past four years has been Kendrick Bourne. He's been available for every single game except for one COVID list game this season, you know, which might not have even been his fault. That was the infamous positive, negative, negative, positive, negative test sequence. And nobody's really sure if he even had the virus at all. But uh, Kendrick Bourne had to miss the game against the Packers. But anyway, the 49ers, Matt, have played 67 games since Kendrick Bourne came aboard as an undrafted free agent in 2017. And he's been available for 66 of them with that last one being very disputed. Let's let's just put it that way. And on a team that, you know, has struggled with so many health issues, I think that is a very valuable selling point for Kedrick Bourne, as is the fact that he caught 49 passes for 667 yards this year. And the other candidates to be the 49ers number three receiver next year, Jalen Hurd and Juwan Jennings, um, have yet to play an NFL snap due to injuries.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a team that keeps uh, six receivers on its active roster. You've got Debo Samuel, you all. And you've got Brandon Ayuk, and after that, you got a lot of question marks. I think Richie James is signed for next season. You mentioned Jennings. You mentioned Hurd. They were injured for for most of this past season. So there is room for a Kendrick Bourne, and and he's the only consistent slot option that they had. Jordan Reed didn't even play a snap today. You know, he was the one guy that they kind of kept off the field, I think, you know, for obvious reasons. I mean, he's a guy that struggled with uh, concussions over his career, injuries over his career. Why risk it in this last game? Game. That seemed to be the conclusion that they reached with him. But I like all three of those guys. I mean, Aziz Al Shayer. he was coming off an ACL last year. So when he came in at Sam Linebacker for basically half the season when Quan Alexander was, was hurt and everybody had to sort of shift over, he was okay, but he wasn't great. And I think you've just seen him become faster, more explosive, more like the college player that they saw coming out of the draft before his injury. And then Jeff Wilson, you know... After George Kittle, maybe a couple of other frontline players, uh, Nick Bosa, Jeff Wilson has to be one of the most popular 49ers among fans. Why? Because he's sort of this under-promise, over-deliver guy. I mean, undrafted, always comes up clutch. I don't know what his touch-to-touchdown ratio is, but I bet it's one of the best in the NFL. Uh, He just scores a lot of touchdowns, and and it's rushing and receiving. So he just delivers, and he was a guy coming out of college, ran like a big guy who won wasn't a big guy. He was barely 200 pounds coming out of North Texas. Sort of a lanky framed guy. And he's sort of grown into his style, if you will. He's up around 210 now, and he, and he has a little bit more heft to run behind that style. So it's a great combination, I think, to have with Raheem Mosher. I really hope that they bring Jeff Wilson back. They should. He's a restricted free agent. They'll have the wherewithal to do that. But he's a fan favorite. They got to bring uh, Jeff Wilson back.
3: Yeah, and he runs hard. His running style is, is kind of similar to to Raheem a little bit because it's he's kind of a one cut guy. And he and if he gets to the edge, you know, he's a downhill runner. And I think he's proven that you know he belongs on this football team. And you're right, he's one of those under the radar guys. He's not a guy that's. Dancing in the end zone, getting up point. He's a go to work, bring your lunch to work every day type of guy. And, and you know, when you look at that running back room, I don't know if, if it's the system or they just kind of find that right running back and it doesn't have to be a high draft pick and and again he's proven his worth he's a restricted free agent you said so you know give the cat his money and i think he's earned it especially this season cuz when you talk about a guy that can take it to the house at any time he's one of those guys just like with with Raheem Mostert that they get the ball they get a they get a little crease and they're down the football field so i hope to see him definitely back as a 49er and and Kendrick i mean he is he's impressed me since he's been here i mean he'll he'll drop a ball here and there but he's, he's kind of the clutch receiver and, and just his durability, and, and you spoke to that. He's been that one guy that's been on the field every single week. So you know, he deserves an opportunity to be a 49 next year also.
1: Speaking of durability, let's take a look at the leading rushers of the Shanahan era year by year. In 2017, it was Carlos Hyde, 240 carries, 938 yards. 2018, Matt Breida, 153 carries, 814 yards. 2019, Raheem Mostert, 137 carries, 772 yards. And then here, 2020, Jeff Wilson, 126 carries, 600 yards. In case uh, you didn't notice, those, both of those figures have steadily declined consistently over the past four years. Now, uh, there was that natural decline at the start. Obviously, Carlos Hyde was a holdover from the previous regime. He was more of the you know big physical bell cow kind of back, so he was able to handle... Uh, those 200 plus carries. And then after they let Hyde go, or they didn't re-sign Hyde after 2017, the 49ers went to a more committee approach at running back. And it's been Breida, Mostert, and Wilson leading the way with carries and, and yards over the past three seasons. But even so, the number of the leading rusher has dropped every single year, which is showing us that guys are getting hurt for the 49ers. That was something that Kyle Shanahan really touched on in his post-game press conference. When he was talking about Jeff Wilson, he emphasized you know, the theme for him. He missed week seven to 12 with a high ankle sprain after he scored those three touchdowns against New England. He emphasized that that same theme that applies to Jeff Wilson, staying healthy, has to apply to the rest of the roster, and I think especially the running backs. Kyle Shanahan said, we've got a lot of good players, but we've got to find out how to handle the wear and tear of an entire season because, Matt, the 49ers obviously did not handle the wear and tear of this 2020 season very well when you look at both the numbers, you know, that decline over the years, and and also just, you know, if you casually watch this season, you saw how beaten up the 49ers got. So they need to figure out why. I think that they're really zeroing in on the fact that the offseason was compromised heading into this 2020 season. But it's likely to be compromised, at least in some way, again, here in 2021, because the situation in America, as far as restrictions go, many of those are still in place and i don't expect the nfl to just lift all restrictions here as soon as the super bowl ends and go back to business as normal for the 2021 season that means the 49ers are gonna have to sit down and figure out a way to better prepare themselves and their bodies for the 21 21 season so uh it doesn't end up in shambles like this one did
2: yeah i remember after the 2018 season at their Post-season uh, press conference, I asked Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch about the injury question. Remember, that was the the season that Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL in Week Three, and there were other injuries throughout the season, and it really was the the theme of their disappointing year. I was sort of surprised by Shanahan's answer. He said, "Yeah, it's something we're definitely going to look at." And they ended up basically revamping their whole training and and medical staff, and basically hiring a guy Ben Peterson to oversee all of that. Well. <laughs> Two years later, I'm going to ask the same question when, you know, that they have their postseason press conference again because it didn't help. And you're right. I'm sure they're going to point to the oddball offseason, the fact that they went deep into the 2019 playoffs, were still playing in February, etc., etc., for the reason. But it's been consistent since Shanahan's been here. 2017 through 2020 have all been injury checkered seasons i mean to me i think it has to be a a top to bottom assessment the types of players that they're bringing in the the way that they practice they practice really hard on i forget whether it's the wednesday or the thursday of, of each week of practice it's one of those days they have a a full bore practice i mean it's training camp almost style type of practice during the season. And we saw a lot of guys get hurt in the practices this year, not just the games. They came out of the practices with all sorts of strains and, and issues and, and whatnot. So I think all of it needs to be at least examined because um, it's been the difference. And, it, and it's been a tiresome taxing storyline for this team and it wears on everybody the fans it wears on the players obviously the guys are having to to log extra minutes because other guys are injured for you know a half two-thirds of the season if not longer so it's going to be another off-season um, theme for this team and it's something that's got to change if this team really wants to have a meaningful season at some point
3: i've wondered the same thing because it it really does feel like you know, every season, there's a lot of injuries. And it makes me wonder, and I think back to, you know, when I was playing. There was injuries, but it, it didn't seem like it hit, like, the 49 key players, you know, there's always injuries on the football team. But the 49ers, it just seems like, you know, some of these high ankle springs, There's there's really nothing you can do about things like that you know, blowing out a knee, there's really nothing you can really do about that. But you know, maybe even some of the soft tissue stuff. I mean, that is just getting your body ready to play in an NFL football season. And that's something, that's things you do outside of football. And if you practice hard, you get your body ready for a football game. But if they're practicing so hard, that you're getting hurt in practice i mean that's something you definitely have to take a look at so i think it's just bad luck but it'd be interesting to see i would love to hear what kyle would say to your question i want to hear what he has to say because that's pretty interesting to me because you're right a couple years ago that was the big question is it is it something with the training staff conditioning they tried to do something and now you're back at this so it'd be interesting to see how he answers that question
1: well yeah early this week is when we'll hear from kyle shanahan john lynch and Some of the 49ers players, it's going to be different, just like everything else was different this season. Locker room clean out day is usually one of those last day of school type of uh, feels. You're hanging out in the locker room, cardboard boxes are getting packed up, and you talk to the players as they come in and as they head off toward the offseason. That's not going to happen this year because uh, they're not letting anybody into the locker room. A and B, the 49ers have already packed up their locker room in uh, Santa Clara, I would think, they moved out to Arizona. So I'm, I don't know how they did it, Matt. I'm guessing that they uh, packed up some stuff maybe before this game and then just got on the plane. I know they were excited to get back to the Bay Area. So this whole year was weird. I think it made everybody's head hurt. But we'll somehow, someway, get Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch on a Zoom call to kind of break down the autopsy of this uh, 2020 season. And then obviously look ahead. They're going to be facing so many questions about the quarterback situation Um, i thought kyle shanahan already handled that it was a little annoying to just see a bunch of tweets (laughs) matt taking exactly what kyle shanahan said he said that we'll try to upgrade to the quarterback position if an upgrade is feasible and possible and basically those quotes from kyle shanahan were said and presented as if it were insider information well of course it's insider information because the ultimate insider kyle shanahan himself said it the other day, but I guess that's what we're in store for this off season, right? It's just going to be continuous news cycle of recycling what has already been said and giving it some kind of different meaning. You know, I'm just as curious as everybody else to see how the 49ers solve this very complicated puzzle of an off season. But I think that we know all that we can know as of right now. And hopefully we get some more information when Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch talk this week. Yeah.
2: Every two weeks, we should write a story with a headline, 49ers to explore quarterback options this off season. It <laughs> will have an explosion of, uh, of, of hits and uh, subscriptions uh, because you're right. I mean, it's like a, a titillating little thing, but it's just repeating the same thing over and over again. The 49ers will look to upgrade at every position, including quarterback, but there's no obvious ways that they can do that. And maybe something will present itself, but for now, it's sort of status quo. There's nothing new here. And the report on Sunday was that League Insiders expected Shanahan to do that. Well, you know, League Insiders were saying that exact same thing after the Super Bowl. And um, I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just saying that. Everybody's been sort of reading the tea leaves on this for almost a year now, and the 49ers have stuck with Garoppolo, so that's probably going to be what they end up doing, but, wow, quarterbacks sell uh, headlines in this league more than anything else. No, Nothing gets people quite as animated as quarterback talk, except for maybe right tackle talk. Mike McGlinchey seems to, seems to get people hot and bothered, too, but um, I uh, I fear that that's going to be something we're going to have to deal with quite a bit. It will be interesting, though. Kyle Shanahan really hasn't ever kind of uh, gone anywhere or done a lot of QB research for the draft. If there are any reports of him, you know, looking into the North Dakota State quarterback, this quarterback, that quarterback, those will be interesting to follow, I think, because that will at least signal that they're looking to upgrade this Dennis more than the quarterback situation is right now and and the quarterback situation right now just to refresh everybody's memory they've got jimmy garoppolo signed for 2021 they don't have any other quarterbacks i don't think i think josh rosen is only signed for one season and the season just ended so all those other guys are free agents and um it's going to be interesting to see which of those guys the 49ers do bring back for at least a an off-season competition Remember, this is a team that likes to keep three on the roster in some way, shape, or form, and at least two on the active roster. So they'll probably go through the offseason with four guys at that spot. And the composition of that with Nick Mullins probably dealing with a Serious elbow injury will be very interesting to watch throughout the uh, upcoming offseason.
3: If you listen to Kyle Shanahan or, or John Lynch, of course they're going to say, you know, Jimmy's our quarterback. And, you know, report is if they're going if to, it's, if it's a better option, you know, you'll move past Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you're going to replace the Jimmy Garoppolo, you have to come up with something better. And I just don't see it being one of these rookies in a draft unless you get really lucky. I think they'll go out and find a quarterback. I don't think they'll try to go out and replace a Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they'll find a quarterback in the draft, somebody hopefully they can develop. And if they got someone else in the room, CJ Beathard, that maybe continue his development. I don't think Nick Mullins will be a, a 49er next season. But you get evaluated. All the positions get evaluated. And, and I think people get fired, about, fired up about Jimmy Garoppolo because of his contract, one, and then also, he's he hasn't been available. I mean, for three years, he's been hurt two of the three years. But the one year he's, that he has started, the team went to the Super Bowl. So, you know, quarterbacks will always be the focus of any football team until you find that franchise quarterback. And that's what it's going to be. I think... Kyle Shanahan still believes in Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe the the management does. I believe John Lynch does. I think it's just a matter of fact. He's got to be on the field and he's got to be he's got to get his body. We talk about get your body right. He's got to get ready for NFL football season. And if you don't get a better offensive line, you're going to keep getting this. You're going to keep getting your quarterback hurt. So, I think the biggest decision you're going to have to do, you have to get Trent Williams signed. I think that's the number 1 goal of the offseason. All the other stuff is going to happen, I think, but that's got to be the number one thing because your franchise quarterback is in the room and it's Jimmy Garoppolo, but you got to keep him upright and you got to keep him healthy.
1: Here's my parting thought, and we're going to talk about this so much over the offseason. I think the only way that something really happens at the quarterback position is if Matt Stafford aggressively wants out of his contract in Detroit because I echo what you guys have said. 49ers want a veteran. It's going to be too risky with a rookie, I think for them to try to run it back right away and, and win a Super Bowl in 2021. So if you narrow it down to just the veterans, I think the most likely guy to be upset somewhere with his situation and want to get out is Matt Stafford. And, and the only reason I bring that up is because Matt Stafford would actually be cheaper than, than Jimmy Garoppolo. If you assume that the draft capital works itself out and the 49ers trade Garoppolo to New England and they get Stafford from Detroit, you don't lose any draft picks on the aggregate. You actually save million with a guy like Matt Stafford. And then the 49ers might think they can have their cake and eat it too, because they still have a veteran quarterback and they have more money than they had before. Right. And they still have all the draft picks. I'm not saying that's likely, but that's the only, I've thought about this so much because it's been all over, you know, the internet. And that's the only scenario that I could see where the 49ers can you know, win in all situations, and and that's assuming that they like Stafford. So we, we're not even sure about that yet at this point. So, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be something that we talk about all off season. So that's just to wet people's appetite. But uh, David,
2: can I add one? thing? Of course, thing? of course. This was a uh, a week seventeen parting gift to to Dennis Brown, because the 49ers had been planning Dennis to wear their all white uniforms <laughs> in, in week seventeen. <laughs> and, and um, that's, that's why they were wearing white jerseys on, on Sunday, white road jerseys. Uh, technically, they were on, uh, they were, it was a home game for them, but they left their all-whites in Santa Clara and they couldn't wear them. So it, uh, there was a slight silver lining to Week 17 for Dennis Brown.
3: Well, good job by that equipment manager to leave <laughs> those jerseys here in
1: Santa Clara. Well, yeah, especially how bad it would have been to burn on a game where they're playing with a third-string cornerback. and. You know, you like to sell the jerseys, right? That's one of the main reasons they wear them. There was a shot during the game where they showed the luxury suite where essentially every single 49ers superstar player except for – George Kittle was sitting up in the suite, obviously not in uniform because they are hurt. So you wouldn't even get to have your star players wear the jerseys that you're trying to market as a team. So
2: I think that's the real reason why they didn't <laughs> wear their all-whites. I think they could have shipped them to, yeah. to Arizona at some point during that month-long stay there. So uh, that's probably the, the actual reason that they weren't in the all-whites for this game.
1: Well, maybe we'll see them next year. And I will continue my push for the 49ers to actually wear the 94 Reds if they're going to go through throwback dennis you guys won the super bowl wearing the reds not the whites yeah you guys didn't lose in the red throwbacks from 94 you actually lost in the whites you lost in week 17 it was meaningless but i don't understand why they're not wearing the red throwbacks that's just my kind of yeah little thing that upsets me and
3: that's so. what i've been trying to figure out every time i see the whites i go we won the super bowl in the reds so why, why are we paying homage to the whites
1: And you beat the Cowboys in the Reds. And you beat the Bears in the division around the Reds. I mean, you didn't lose in the Reds. I don't get it, but we'll we'll take it up with them.
3: Makes me a little crazy, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We know, we know.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, uh, we'll talk to you all very soon because we have uh, some off-season stuff to take care of. And then I'm sure we'll set a schedule for the off-season to get you through what will be a fascinating one. For Matt Barrows and Dennis Brown, this is David Lombardi. We'll talk to you guys next time.